Hello and welcome to the Clubhouse, Golf Monthly's weekly look at the various different events around the world in golf. This week we look back on the USPJ Championship and ask how many majors can Brooks Koepka win? It's Brooks Kepka. Uh, I just wanted to welcome you guys to the Golf Monthly Podcast. Hello and welcome. My name's Tom Clark and welcome to the Clubhouse. I'm joined as ever by Elliot Heath. How are you doing, Elliot? Yeah, very good, Tom. You are right. Yeah, not bad. Not bad. Did you play any golf over the weekend? I played Friday afternoon and then... Oh, yes, you did. You were bunking Friday afternoon instead of working. Yeah, well, it was my birthday this oh. weekend and I did a lot of work this weekend. How old, so, yeah. how old are you now, Elliot? Now 24. You don't look a day over... 37 so oh, thank you and i'm 37 so i should know but um oh good how did you play not very good i actually got a bit should i say this on the podcast got a little bit drunk on the course we had some uh, <laughs> you've said it now <laughs> we had my mate brought brandy so we had brandy on the first tee and then we i had a bottle of cider on the first hole and then we probably had two more swigs of brandy during the round and we also had a beer at the halfway hut. Do you know what? It shows how much of a lightweight you really are when you know exactly what you drunk and you said you got drunk. Not drunk, but tipsy. And oh, Sorry, yeah. I don't drink five cans of Stella a night like well, you, Tom. Well, neither do I. I don't, definitely don't drink Stella. Crikey, I haven't done that since I was about 20. What's your lager of choice? Uh, I quite like a cause light at the moment. Really? Yeah, that's going to get some dreadful comments. But um, That's a bit hipster, isn't it? Uh, cause light? I don't think cause light's hipster. <laughs> no. I don't think you understand what hipster is. I think... To have something hipster, you've got to have like lemon infused ale or something like that. So, uh, yeah. No. So, okay, so you got um, drunk. So, you didn't play very well and you got drunk. Or no, but I played Cambly Heath Golf Club after 2 pm for a twilight rate of £45. And I thought that is probably the best value golf green fee in Surrey. Absolutely amazing. Brilliant course. The day before, it hosted the Clutch Pro Tour, mm. which is a new thing. Matt Southgate was playing. He lost in a playoff to... Oh, I forgot the guy's name. Someone. Yeah. And so, yeah, the course is in amazing condition. And for 45 quid, I would recommend anyone to go and play Cambly Heath. I did pay my green fee. This is not advertised or anything. Yeah, you did play, um, pay your green fee and then get drunk on the course. Yeah. I hope you didn't leave any litter. I hope not as well. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't do that. I'm very respectful. I'm sure, I'm sure. Your uh, weekend? I know there's something I, I, you want to mention. No, not so. I'm, I'm teed you up there at all. I did have a very good day playing cricket on Saturday, although we didn't win. We drew, but I scored a 50 and took seven wickets in the same game, Elliot. Do you understand anything which I've just said? Yes. Were you playing against the kids' team or something? Oh, that's harsh. No, Chelmsford Thirds I was playing against. So, uh, no, yeah. Celebrated and shows how unfit I am because I cannot move at the moment. Are you a spinner or a... Just a fast bowler. Uh, do you know what? I'll take it if you say I'm a spinner. Some yeah. Say I'm just a slow bowler. But yeah, there you go. So good news. Didn't play any golf, but I watched a lot of golf because it was uh, the second major of the year. I don't know if you were aware. It was, yeah. Yeah. And um, over in New York, Beth Page Black, thousands and thousands of uh, quite drunk, loud Americans. They were, must have been a bit like you on Friday. Is that why you why you got drunk on the That court? is what I would have been you like on Friday yeah, if would, I didn't have to work. You would in have the been evening. cheering and booing and hollering and shouting, mashed potato. What was the one I skyped you? 
Light the candle, maybe. Light the candle. <laughs> <laughs> that a, was the that was my favourite show. There was a brilliant one where Paul Casey teed off, and they're like, "Woo, great shot, Paul!" And then someone goes, "You're better than Tiger, Paul." <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I think the fans are amazing. Oh, I think you, well, that's the thing. They are. They do. I think great after watching it for four days, uh, but they did add. Oh, they weren't like that on Thursday and Friday. No, no. Well, no, because it's cold and. I think they're all hiding in the beer tents then. But um, no, it does add some atmosphere to it. I think there's a line which sometimes gets crossed, to say the least. But it's definitely interesting, exciting. And, you know, the Ryder Cup's going to be there in 2024. That's going to be chaos. And that's going to be very loud and should be very entertaining. So, yeah, something to look forward to. I thought Beth Page came across well as it's such a tough course. I was saying to you earlier, I wouldn't want to play Beth Page because I don't think I'd enjoy it. Uh, I just think it's so hard. Do you think you'd be able to rip it up? Yeah, probably, but off the members' tees. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. Okay. No, um, uh, just it made for a very boring tournament. It, was, it wasn't the most exciting tournament. It got a little bit more exciting Sunday than we thought it was, but yeah. Well, that was down to one man, wasn't it? Brits Kupka won by two strokes after final round of 74. He was six ahead with eight to play, and the gap closed to just one after four bogeys in a row. But Dustin Johnson dropped two shots coming in uh, to give Kupka the breathing space to... Oh, I really thought DJ could do it, and then he just completely had a wheels-off moment. Albeit, well, it was a very tough course and a tough I, I, day. No, I don't think that DJ had a wheels-off He's off meant course. to be the world number one and he finished bogey-bogey par. Not, he's not, yeah, I know, but he's really hardcore. And he shot into 16, which everyone was going at. He, he, I don't know if you saw his interview afterwards. Yeah, I did. But he said he actually was going to club up. So he, he was actually going to hit a longer club into there and he went long on it. So he obviously just hit a, a, a pure shot. I think it just went through the wind. And I think he's, you know, he's, he was trying to be... Over- he could have got it up and down, though. Oh, it's, it's, it, no, that was a really <laughs> tough shot. Come on. He had Everyone it. was saying that he just left it in the worst place. And all day they were going... I know Kupka was kind of uh, saying he was playing a bit too negative because he wasn't going at any pens at all. He was just playing for the front of all the greens because they're saying if you go long, especially at Beth Page, especially at these American courses with a rush rebound, if you go long, then it's bogey. But you only had like six foot for par. Yeah, you'd be still left. I know, but he's still six foot for par. I think it'd be very hard. I think DJ had a really good round in what was really tested. Yeah, it was one of the best rounds of the day. Yeah, exactly. So, it, although, you say, oh, well, if you just finish par, par, par. But he didn't know that, did he? And he was obviously just kept... He was, his attacking golf had, had worked for most of that. And actually, the, the attacking golf had worked for Kupka for half the tournament, hadn't it? So... Yeah. yeah, he really struggled trying to play defensively, didn't he? Because that's just not in his yeah, and he, game. And I think he, well, I think he would have learnt a lot actually from that win. I think that was his toughest win. That's the first time we've seen him really look like he was cracking a little bit under the pressure. He got it done, didn't he? Sorry for a boxing reference. That's almost like Anthony Joshua against Vladimir Klitschko, where he looks so good and comes up against a real test looks a little bit weak comes through it and then this could really make him stronger for the future yeah you always you like your boxing don't you did you watch Dante Wilder I did yeah I recorded it and watched it Sunday what morning a, what a joke of a fight though I thought Brazil was pretty good yeah, yeah. for like one yeah. minute yeah brilliant and then he just left himself so open anyway let's not get too uh, bogged Sorry. down in boxing and the uh, the joke which is the heavyweight division at the moment 
let's go to the heavyweights at golf. And Kutka is now four-time major winner. Four-time. There's only two people currently playing who have more majors than him. Yeah, he's... Time to Phil Mickelson. He's now... He's only one behind Phil Mickelson. One of the greatest yeah, crazy, golfers of our generation. And he's younger than Rory McIlroy. He's, he's a year younger than Rory. Same amount of majors as Rory now, obviously. He's really he's the shaped- only, Yeah, he's the only man to defend both the US Open and the US PGA at the same time. Wow, great stat. Uh, well, okay, yeah. It's just a stat, isn't it? Uh, you know, he's... Uh, it's a bit weird that he's... Def- he's only had the PGA for... How many months? Nine months, because they moved it forward. Um, he's playing some incredible golf, isn't he? Yeah, incredible. He's really shaken up the, the whole golfing world now. Before, we used to think, traditionally, our Roy McIlroy's the best player if he plays well, or our Spieth's the best player now because he putts better than anyone on the planet. Then it was DJ, then it was Rose, then it was, well, it was Jason Day as well. But Kepka finally looks like somebody that could actually dominate. And he, he was he it was his game that was on point for those first two rounds, where he was driving it three hundred and twenty plus yards and hitting the centre of a fairway which was about twenty five yards yeah. wide. He was he did that relentlessly those first few days, and it was incredible to watch because some there's some other great golfers out there, you know, Rory and Dustin stuff like that, and they were they were struggling around there. And I think there was a few pros who were who were left scratching their heads, just could not believe. I mean, Kupka broke the 36-hole record for the low score round Bethpage <laughs> yeah. with, in those conditions. It's he was 17 clear of Tiger Woods after 36 holes. That's outrageous. <laughs> he just won the Masters a few weeks ago. Yeah, I know Tiger didn't have his best tournament. He obviously but he wasn't feeling 100%. I think he was dealing with a cold, wasn't he? So... Um, it was. It was. Those first two days were incredible golf, wasn't it? He just looked flawless. Yeah, we were um, chatting me, Sam, and Neil Tappin earlier about Kepka's swing. So there was a picture of him, and he gets it so closed at the top, so the club face is pointing to the sky, which traditionally is like it's bad. It's what it's what DJ does, though. To be fair, which yeah. works for him, and there's just no rotation as he comes through with his hands. It's just all body, and yeah, he plays that fade. He doesn't hit it left, apart from a couple of times on the back nine yesterday when he was clearly quite nervous. But it's almost like the new way to swing. Yeah. It's well, you think actually he hits it so breed. far with a fade. You know, yeah. usually people those you know hit it that far have a draw, because obviously draws go a little bit further. But he just seems to have that power with that control. Makes it he's a very scary golfer when he when he gets going. And he could he could have won the Masters. Let's not forget. He finished second at the Masters and he if he'd birdied either 17 or 18 where he had very makeable putts, he would have forced a playoff against Tiger. No, he wouldn't. Tiger wouldn't have bogeyed the last if he needed to par it. Well, okay. Well, look. <laughs> okay. We don't know that, but this is all hearsay. So, but he was right there. That's what I'm trying to say. And he's now, you know, he's a real force. Again, he was coming under the radar a little bit coming into the, the tournament. I mean, we were saying he, he was playing really well. But he wasn't one of the, the top, top favourites. He was, I think, about 12 to 1, 15 to 1 to, to win, where DJ and Roy and Tiger were all 10s. So, yeah, no chance of that happening anymore. And, um, we sh- yeah, there's still two more majors this year. Pebble Beach, which I don't think he's got an incredible record at, but there's no reason why he can't play well there and then the open at Port Rush 
Why do you think Kupka might do well at the, the Open at Port Rush? Do you know why? Uh, he's Caddy Ricky Elliott is from Port Rush, isn't he? Good knowledge. From uh, just two miles down the road, knows the course like the back of his hand. Will it help Kepka? Maybe, maybe not. But if I he th- turns it, up playing like that, yeah, then... I think he definitely yeah. will. And it depends what conditions are like. But Kepka showed um, last year at... Where, where on earth were we? Carnoustie. Carnoustie, that's right. Where it, the Carnoustie was... That, remember how dry it was in that first yeah. round? And everybody struggled. Everyone was hitting the drives too far. And Kepka had similar issues around that first round. And it was like, oh, well, never mind. And then he battled back really, really well the next round and made the cut. And I think I think he finished. He didn't finish anywhere near the top ten now. But I think he actually he he actually worked out Link's golf a bit last year in those incredible changing conditions where they had the driest day and then it poured with rain uh, on the Friday and the course was completely different. So played in the Dunhill as well last year. Yeah, I think he. I think he's. Um, I think he's going to do very well again this year so, uh, for the next two majors as well do so. you think he's he's going to be like the biggest name in golf now aside from Tiger um, I don't know that because I don't think people his on course demeanour because he is so very much in the zone he doesn't really show too much emotion he did show a bit of emotion when he won obviously yesterday um, I mean he's, his his press conferences are getting better and better he says his mind that, so that's not an issue. I think it's just in front of maybe the viewing public who don't follow golf too closely and just see him on course, they probably think, oh, he's a bit you know, one-dimensional, he's not really, doesn't really show a lot. But actually, if you actually know a little bit about him and his whole story, you know, coming over to Europe, trying, making, you know, trying to get up the stepping stones of all the, the smaller tours to get onto the European tour and then onto the PGA tour... He's a, it's a great story, actually. Yeah, it's brilliant. And he's very, very confident in his own ability. Had some quote, great quotes before the start of this week where he said, well, there's only about 15 players in the world who can beat me. Or something. <laughs> so, you know, it's... I think... I, I really like it. So I, I don't know about... I know that a lot of the crowd uh, yesterday were shouting, DJ, DJ, DJ. I, I wanted Kepka. I think that's just because they wanted it to be close, didn't they? But, yeah, I think Kepka is now, aside from Tiger, was perhaps the biggest name in golf, I think. He's just won four I, majors in the last yeah, two years. Yeah, I still years. think Rory is. Yeah, it's certainly over here. Kepka's definitely carrying. Um, sorry, catching him up. I think he's just becoming a household name. Sorry, what you said there about Kepka in the European Tour leads me on to a segue. Go on. The Matt Wallace video last week. Yeah. You saw that. I did. Well, so, getting punked by Eddie Pepper. Yeah. So I had uh, a couple of mates around on Friday. My dad and my girlfriend, and we were talking about Matt Wallace's prank video and we put it on because the golf was so boring so we watched it for 10 minutes and my girlfriend does not like or watch golf at all and she was absolutely enthralled by it she thought it was hilarious and I just think the European Tour make great content and that is proof there that someone who doesn't even like golf finds the European Tour content entertaining indeed well I think Matt well Matt Wallace had a very good week he finished third his best finish in a major He's now in the top 25 in the world and looking like he's only going to get better and better. And yeah, he, he's, his performance... Because there was a lot of Englishmen up there at certain points in the in the tournament, but Wallace was the only one that really stuck at it. A few people had really bad last rounds. Justin Rose didn't have a very good finish. Uh, Tommy Fleetwood had a bad final round as well, as, as did a lot of players. Um, but Matt Wallace, yeah, he's... He's really going to be someone to be reckoned with. He's playing again this week, isn't he? He's defending his maiden Denmark title. 
how how far do you think Matt Wallace can get? Do we think Matt Wallace can win a major? Yeah, I think so. I think definitely he's got the mental game, hasn't he? Mm. He's got that focus, that will to win, the desire. He's clearly got quite a bit of a temper as well, hasn't he? He kept speaking about this new ritual that he's going through and it wasn't working too well, I don't think, because he was getting quite angry at points. Yeah. But yeah, he's I think Beth Page, he's a brilliant player. If, if there's any course which is going to bring out a bit of anger, it's probably Beth Page because it's so tricky. There's so much pressure on you. It's hard not to to berate yourself at times. Uh, but you're right, Wallace has now won a lot of tournaments. He's had a lot of very good results. And if you look at the players he's around him in the top in the world rankings, he's right up there. He was very unlucky not to make the Ryder Cup, wasn't he, last year? Yeah, I think we can say now he, he'll be in the next team without I a doubt. I think so. I think he's top of the West Dubai rankings or, is he second, is he? or maybe second actually so um, yeah I think he's he did really well and there's a couple of other stories Jordan Spieth also third came back into a bit of form great to see him we playing well we didn't think that Spieth was, that course was going to suit Spieth at all because he's been spraying it a, a little bit um, but actually he played really well got th- had some issues but overcame them didn't well yeah he was spraying it quite a lot still he seems to have a hook well not constantly but that seems to be a really bad shot for him at the moment but I think that was his best ever week in terms of strokes game putting which Which just shows you how how dodgy his long game is yeah well I think I think everybody everybody's long game was put under real stress this week but it's his if his putting suddenly comes back to a to where it was a couple of years ago when he was winning his majors um, he's only got to have an average week on with the irons and he's going to be right up there isn't he so yeah I think with Pebble and the Open which obviously he's won before uh, you know I think he could have a very good year still also sorry DJ second for the second straight major and Patrick Cantley who nearly won the Masters was tied third with a 72 in the final round yeah Patrick Cantley's been playing very solid hasn't he so not a household name though I don't think many people will be able to recognise him What's the joke? Um, uh, what do you call an Irish chicken? That doesn't lay eggs. Yeah. Patrick can't lay. Yes, that's from... Who told us that? Neil Tappan, I think. Didn't okay. um, Rory McIlroy, what do you think about him? Uh, well, I'm, I knew you were going to bring him up. Another top ten finish in a major. What a player. Backdoor top ten. Back, back, is, that a, is, that, is that a phrase? Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, he, look, he didn't have the week he wanted. He didn't start very well. Snuck in, didn't he? Made the cut. Um, I think he'd be disappointed because he just didn't drive the ball like Cook did. He couldn't control it, got himself in trouble. If We've had this with Roy before. If, if conditions aren't with him, if things are a little bit tricky, he doesn't usually play that well, does he? And, yeah, it's disappointing, but... And people... Hey, now, I, there's a lot, I heard a lot of bad comments from Roy, some which are probably going to come out of your mouth in a minute. <laughs> but uh, people are very quick to chop and change with their opinions on Rory he's won the Players Championship this year he's had a bag load of top tens he hasn't done it in the first two majors you know he wasn't there for the Masters under too much pressure whatever and this week he didn't really contend even though he finished top ten but he's miles back wasn't he he was he was nine shots back from the leader and that's with Kupka dropping quite a few shots at the end so um, he's big Tournaments, I think, are to come. I think he could do very well at Pebble and Port Rush, of course. What do you think of Rory? Um, I know you're desperate to, to I hope, your mind. I hope you're right there that his big tournaments are still to come. 
I think when we're looking back in 10 or 15 years, nobody's going to remember that he won the players or nobody's going to care that he won the players in 2019. I think it's a little bit disappointing. That will be on his... Um, his list of achievements, though. Yeah, but if Brooks and kept, that's one that will be mentioned. If Brooks Kepka wins nine majors and McIlroy wins eight, we're not going to say, "Ah, oh, but McIlroy also won the players," so basically their level will be. No, we'll no, always no, say no, Kep- no, no. I'm not saying I'm not saying that at all, though. But I think you do say that just in the same way as Tiger, something say, "Oh, he's won 15 majors. He's won 18 WGCs or whatever it is." You know, those do get noted as well. I know they don't get noticed as the same as majors. And I'm not saying that his players' championship win somehow substitutes a, a master's win or something like that. He'd obviously have not won the players to have won the masters, obviously. But what I'm trying to say is that he has won what is really the fifth biggest tournament of the year. And he is still playing very well. He just doesn't seem to be able to quite put it together at a major so far this year. But there was a lot of players who didn't put it together this week because the conditions were very tough. And if you ha- your driving wasn't on point, you really were struggling. Yeah, exactly. It's just another of those average weeks for Rory. I mean, DJ finished second and he's not going to have another major added to his tally, is he? So it doesn't really matter. All, all that matters is that Kepka won and we'll move on to the next one. And hopefully McIlroy can win one of the next two. I mean, if he won the Open at Portrush, that would just be absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, that would be the prop. That would be not as big as Tiger winning the Masters. I nearly said that's going to be the biggest story of the year, but obviously it's not. Tiger winning the Masters is obviously the yeah. biggest uh, story of the year. So, with looking into our crystal balls, yeah, what would be the two, for the next two majors, who would be the perfect winners for those two? There's the two obvious answers. <sighs> I don't want Phil Mickelson to win the US Open. <laughs> but that would be the biggest story. No, that Phil Mickelson could win the US Open at Pebble Beach where he's got a very good record and complete the career grand Saying that, now. no, yeah, that would that be would amazing. That would be a huge story. It would be amazing. Whether that's what you want to do, you want Tiger to win, you want Tiger to win everything. Um, uh, yeah, but if, if Phil wins the US Open at Pebble and then Rory wins the Open at Port Rush, then, wow, what a year. Yeah, no, that would be incredible. Chance of that happening, I don't know. I'm not going to put a bet on it. <laughs> Probably won't have very good odds, but um, yeah, that would that would be amazing, wouldn't it? Yeah, I don't think anything would would top that. And fingers crossed on it. So before we move on, we have got a bit of audio from our usual contributor Sam Tremlett, who is talking about Cooper's win at Beth Page and asking, was it the best performance in a major in history? Hello everyone, welcome back to A View from the Clubhouse. My name is Sam Chimlett and first things first, I think we should acknowledge that Brooks Koepka is an absolute beast. I think his performance this week at Bethpage Black is the greatest performance in a major championship I've ever seen. Uh, In my lifetime, I don't think it has an equal, to be honest, when you consider several factors like the difficulty of the course, the difficulty in scoring, who he was playing with during the first two rounds, and also when you compare it to other major winning performances. Okay, so starting with those first two points, the difficulty of the course and the difficulty of scoring. Bethpage Black has always played like a brute thanks to its length, elevation changes, uh, and just by having a tough layout and tough design. And this was ever present during the 2019 tournament, where basically missing the fairway usually would result in a drop shot, at least. Um, The rough was penal in every sense of the word, but Kepka just dominated Bethpage by hitting it in the fairway most of the time, but when he didn't, his immense strength and power got him out of trouble. In terms of scoring, 
Bethpage has always been tough. The previous four times the course has hosted a PGA Tour event, the best winning score was minus 10 by Nick Watney in 2012. Uh, the best score in a major was by Lucas Glover in 2009, where he posted four under. Tiger won in 2002 with three under, and he was the only player under par. But Kupka ridiculously was 12 under after only two rounds. He shot 63 on the first day, without bogey on the card. It was just sheer brilliance. And I don't subscribe to many people's complaints saying how boring the tournament was. I enjoy watching performances like the one Kepka put together over the four rounds because it's it's just greatness. You're literally watching greatness and historical moments unfold on television. I also think the fact he played two rounds alongside Tiger Woods should be acknowledged too. He played golf that Tiger in his pomp would have been proud of and Kepka didn't do what many other golfers have done in the past when playing with Tiger and that is shrivel up and lose sight of their game somewhat. I mean, Francesco Molinari... Another player in that three ball for the first two days. He did just that at the Masters this year. But Kepka just kept rolling on, making birdie after birdie, whilst everyone else went in the wrong direction. And he's one of those players where he just will not be intimidated by Tiger, of the course or anything else. So the question remains, is this the greatest performance in a major ever? Well, I started by saying it's the greatest in my golfing memory. But let's take a look back at some of the other great performances in majors. So if... Off the top of my head, you've got Tiger winning the Masters back in 1997, Tiger winning the US Open at Pebble Beach by 15, uh, Tiger winning the Open by 8 shots, which is weird. I oddly remember very little from those tournaments for some reason, which is why I rank Kupka's uh, above them in terms of my golfing memory, in terms of my lifetime. But some other ones I remember are Martin Keimer winning by 8 at Pinehurst in 2014, or McElroy at the 2011 US Open and 2012 uh, PGA Championships, both of which were by eight shots, I believe. Um, and then another one that gets forgotten is Louis Oosthuizen in 2010, winning the Open at St Andrews by seven shots. So I think all of those deserve recognition there. And I'm sure there are plenty more that can be mentioned over the history of golf, but I wanted to ask you guys out there, as well as Tom and Elliot, what do you think the greatest performance in a major championship is? In terms of tournaments I remember and was there to watch, there to see, Kepka's is top of my list. So anyway, I will hand you back to Tom and Elliot now, where I hope they will give their thoughts on my question. Once again, thanks for listening and chat to you soon. Okay, there's Sam. Obviously, he loves Beth Page because he played a lot as a kid on a computer game. Wasted youth. Cook, he, he thinks that Cook's performance was was one of the best, if not the best, performance in history in a major. Well, uh, and he obviously asked us, what do you think ours was? What's yours? Well, I would have agreed with him up until the back nine. I think Sam recorded that before Kepka came off the rails. But I would definitely say that I've witnessed myself as a very young man. I thought, I thought you were going to say your performance at Cambly Heath, whatever, was going to be the best performance ever. Um, it was a good performance, to be fair. <laughs> finished one up. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, it would be Rory McIlroy at the 2011 US Open, coming back from that Masters meltdown to win by eight shots or whatever at the age of... Was he 21? To win uh, the US Open, 22. his first major. He's 30 now, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was just phenomenal. and So that was at Congressional, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. That was an absolutely incredible performance. And that was as boring as some of the golf was over the weekend because Cook was so far clear. No, I think McElroy is more entertaining to yeah, watch. Yeah, Rory was so entertaining because he kept on attacking the course. Yeah. And he just going bird. He just And he was getting them, that's the thing. So I agree with that. Uh, the the one I obviously need to mention is is Tiger 
at Pebble Beach when he won by however many shots it was, 15 I think shots. it was 15. When he finished an 80 under par and the next person was still under. That's the one that I don't think we can ever forget about. And obviously we've got Pebble Beach coming up soon, so that's one of the greatest ones. And, and the other one, I think that we've already had a better... We've had a better performance already this year, which is Tiger coming back yeah. after 11 years to win a major. Um, I think that was a better performance overall than Cook. Cause, and yeah, the, the final last nine holes, actually the, the last 36 holes for Cook weren't great. He bought shot He's four shot, over yeah, four the over. last 36, having shot. 12 under for the first uh, 36. So the last 36 holes, he obviously tried to be a bit more conservative and just try and make pars, which I think is so dangerous on that kind of course where you can get doubles from anywhere. Um, it was a very, very impressive performance, though, by Kupka. Definitely. So what did you make of the course? Because I thought it was, it was really boring. If you missed the fairway, you just pitched out. It was too... It, it favoured Kepka too much and the distance hitters they could have uh, had yeah. some streams or some things well, that like help them back you can't just change the course design oh, no not the design but a couple it. of streams in there basically they've got, the, got one water feature on the whole they've got one water hazard sorry on the whole like I didn't see really any irons off the tee from the big hitters they were all just bombing it you can't hit irons though can you it's a four, it's 500 yard par 4 but you can hit irons if there are like bunkers in the way or Water no, in the way. I know, but you have to hit driver. It is a course you have to hit driver on. Otherwise, you've got you're not going to reach the green. <laughs> it, well, there you go. It's, yeah, and I, that's it. Didn't suit Kupka and DJ. They are just driving the ball better this week than anybody else. So if you're hitting it, I mean, if you hit your driver 320 yards straight in the middle of the fairway, it doesn't matter what course you're playing. I think I think the course is a good course, and the way that they set it up, it is as a hard course. And take Kupka out of the equation, yeah? Which I know we can't do. But the the leaderboard going into... The, the race for second place, was it was exciting, wasn't it? Going into the final yeah. round. You didn't know who was going to win that. In the end, DJ went a little bit away from everybody else. Um, Thoughts with Harold Varner, by the way. I did feel quite bad for him. Well, yeah, he... he, he he was under a lot of pressure. But and also, that was, I don't think he wanted to be in that final group. Um, DJ should have been, because he played the 18th hole badly on Saturday night. But Well, yeah, if you look at the leaderboard, I can't really see any short hitters apart from Ches Reevy and tied 14th. Two over for the week. Yeah, without it's phenomenal. Doubt, it's, without doubt, it suits long hitters, no doubt. Sung Kang 7th, I don't, I don't know how far he is. He's quite a short guy, but he does Speed doesn't it. Exactly, Speed finish doesn't exactly hit it long, does he? He's not short, but he doesn't hit it country mile, does he? So, yeah, it's. I, I think the course is a good course. I just think that Kupka took it out of everybody's hands, uh, and those guys, they are the reason why they're so. The reason why they're at the top of the world rankings is because they hit it so well off the tee, and then their wedge play has got better and better and better. DJ's wedge play is absolutely superb at the moment, and Kupka he's just so, solid, isn't he? Solid player. You thought, you know, even on that final hole, he had, what, 75 yards in, put it to five feet, hold the putt, thank you very much, see you later. Would you not like to see the PGA, which many people say is the worst major, being held on interesting golf courses, like well, Whistling Straits? And yeah, yeah, well, they do do that. They do do that. And they have to change, they can't keep it, they have to go just back to some of the traditional uh, places. But I, I 
think that the one my favourite PJ I think was at Whistling Straits when they the first time we saw Whistling Straits when Kaima beat Bubba Watson in a that was the player. second time VJ Singh won in 03 or 04 first time that I remember Whistling no. Straits then um, and that was that was yeah that was brilliant wasn't yeah it? and I do like the courses like that and uh, where else they play Kiowa as well Kiowa was a, a really nice course as well they're at TPC Harling Park next year I don't know what that's like I it's think that's quite nice. interesting so they played the uh, match play there yeah Rory won there yeah yeah so they've got some nice it's got some nice views in San Francisco San Francisco is lovely up in San Francisco beautiful but yeah I have to have to wait and see but it does sometimes feel either you don't know how it's supposed to be set up you know what the Masters are going to be like you know what the US Open is going to be like it's going to be really really tough but it's going to be impossible you know what the Open is going to be like it's going to be on a Lynx course the PGA, it sometimes feels just like a normal PGA Tour event, and I think it should be um, try and stand out a little bit. I mean, this week it felt like a US Open course, didn't it? Yeah. I know Bethpage really is a US Open course. So, but, yeah, I think the thing which, for the Ryder Cup, be interesting if they keep the rough up, because <laughs> they moaned, the, the Americans all moaned about the uh, Golf National, saying the rough was too up, it was fair, the fairways were too thin, and all this, well, they've just gone and played Bethpage, and it's exactly like that. So whether they cut the rough back completely for the Ryder Cup, which they might do. Yeah, oh, of course they will. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of Americans at the top of that leaderboard. Yeah. So, you know, Kupka, Johnson, Spieth, you know, three of their main uh, Ryder Cup guys. Cantley will probably be on that team yeah. in 2024. Well, Cooch was in the tell, top but... ten. You know, it's, uh, yeah, I think there's a... It be it will be really interesting for the Ryder Cup and the Ryder Cup. It's going to be raucous. It's going to be amazing, it's it's absolutely amazing. I, 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 I just can't imagine how how raucous it's going to be. <laughs> no, and um, there's going to be a lot of trouble in the crowd. <laughs> yeah, they're, really, they're going to need a lot of like, police. Yeah, I think so. And um, do you know what? That's the kind of Ryder Cup you. I'd love to go as a European yeah. fan and because it's always better being an away fan if you don't go to football matches as a away fan it's always more yeah. fun than a home fan and um, you get some abuse you can hand some abuse out and then just enjoy it it's like being the underdog so that should be really good fun and that's not far away really. tell you what could Ian Poulter be the captain for that could you imagine uh, could be who's, who's likely to be it Westwood. Stenson, Sergio, maybe Westwood will be the captain in Rome in twenty two. Likely, likely. So, um, yeah, it could be, could be Poulter. I wish Poulter was up there this weekend. That would have yeah. been quite funny to see the fan reactions to him. Yeah, no, it's um, no, it should be really good, and it's nice to see those. Because I think it's well worth it. Beth Page Black deserves to be a be a major venue and deserves to host these big tournaments because um, I think he's got everything for it and. We moan a lot about some events not having any crowds at and not having any supporters. Crikey, they've got a lot there. So, um, yeah, it should be great fun. We'll have to try and get there, shall we? Five years' time. Yeah. Yeah. If golf's still going, then. Um, so, what's the next major? US Open, month away, Pebble Beach. Yeah, it's weird, Tell isn't it, having them so close together? Yeah, we haven't got long to it. Who who do you think is going to do well there? Tiger? Do you think they're going to see Tiger? Um, I hope Tiger plays possibly. some events between then and now. There's a few players who I think are just not playing enough golf. I've said it before. Justin Rose, play some more golf, please. I think the memorial at 
Muirfield Village, Jack Nicholas's tournament is in between. So Tiger yeah. will surely play that if he can. Uh, but yeah, possibly, I don't want to, you know, be like, oh, they played well yesterday, so they're going to play well next time, obviously. But Matt Wallace, possibly McElroy. DJ's the man. DJ's got a really good record at Pebble Beach. And I'm expect, you know, I'm expecting to be right up there. Oh, Xander Chauffeur, that's what I was going to say. Uh, he had quite a bad final day shooting three over, but again, it was very tough, wasn't it? I thought he was going to finish second on his own before the start of the day. Paul Casey as well. Just but, yeah, another great finish. Paul finish. Casey just pushing, putting that one out. Second already this year at Pebble, obviously when Mickelson won. So, yeah. So, this week, what we got on, we got the Made in Denmark over on the European Tour. Matt Wallace obviously had a great week last week. He defends and he's playing. You see very different fans there, won't you? You did. But that is another tournament really well supported that Danish always come out and support their home tournament. Yeah, I don't think they'll be slagging the golfers off much, will they? They won't. <laughs> they do like to have a drink there, I think, and yeah. to enjoy themselves. That's quite a good... It's Carlsberg Danish, isn't uh, it? Uh, yes, yes. Yeah, lots of Carlsberg yeah, flowing, I'd perhaps, imagine. yeah. And then there's also the Charles Schwab Challenge on the PGA Tour, where Justin Rose defends. So, again, should be some good names uh, in... Uh, action there as ever for the betting tips do google golf monthly betting tips and you'll find our posts and click on them and see who i think is going to win so we do have a quiz this week which sam's done which what's the score 11 6 is it 11 5 11 6 you know it's 11 6 is it yes you know it is that right i don't know you're leading anyway. Basically, I'm like Brooks Kepka. I'm miles in front. Yeah. Can I keep <laughs> keep my lead? Yeah. yeah. And I'm... Who am I? Tommy Fleetwood, I'm going to go backwards, am I? But um, here we go. So, 10 questions as ever. Play along at home. And we'll see how we're going. Right, question one. Brooks Kepka won his fourth major title at the PGA this week, but on what course did he win his first major? Good grief. My mind's gone absolutely blank. Do you know? Yeah, of course I know. I can't, my mind's absolutely blank. Ah, oh, come on, you know that. I know it was a US Open. Right, question two. Oh, I don't think that's right. No, it's not right. Oh, no. Question two. <laughs> dreadful start. Question two. What was his first ever European Tour title? Need the year and the tournament name. Oh, you're writing again. Do you know that? No. This is going to be a disaster. <laughs> I just... Oh dear. Question three. Kupka is the fourth player to win four majors in the span of eight starts or fewer. Name the other three. Oh, God. This is hard, isn't it? Four majors. Um, uh, Can we get a point for each? Uh, yeah. Cool. I'm just trying to get a point. <laughs> Question four. Kupka heads to the US Open trying to become the second player to win the US Open three straight years. Who was the first? Kutka heads to the US Open trying to become the second player to win the US Open three straight years. Who was the first? Wow. Guessing a lot. Who is currently leading the FedEx Cup? Just just one guess after another. This I could have no points. It's bad, isn't it? Yeah, that is bad. Question six. Rich Beam rolled back the years, make the cut after a birdie barrage on day two. But can you tell me what his world ranking was before the tournament began? I was going to look at this. What? Why has he got a world I ranking? Was... He retired years ago, didn't I... he? Well, he... well, I don't know. Well, okay. Isn't there like dead last where they're all the same? I thought there was, but maybe not. 
Question seven. Jordan Spieth came tied third at the PGA Championship, but can you tell me in what tournament his last top ten came in before that? Uh, okay. You're writing again very quickly. Do you yeah, know I know that. How do you know that? How do you know that? I'm just a big Spieth fan. Well, quite. No, no, it is well reported, actually. Okay. Question eight. Aside from Kupka, what are you laughing? I just think I'm quite comfortable. You are so far ahead. <laughs> uh, the first answer, the question for my answer to question one is embarrassing. I can't remember anything. Question eight. Aside from Kupka, name the last major winner to shoot a final round over par. Oh, good question. Aside from Kupka, name the last major winner to shoot a final round over par. Who won anything? Okay, that wasn't that. Who won that? Uh, I can't think who won any any tournaments. Going to take a very wild guess there. Snap. Snap. Question nine. The Charles Schwab Challenge takes place next week. But what was the tournament called last year? (laughs) Do we know? (laughs) Question ten. In the coming week, the European Tour will return to Denmark for the Maiden Denmark Tournament. Who won last year's event? Yes, I've got one right. Right. Embarrassing. This is an embarrassing return for me. Here we go. Right, question one. Brooks Koga won his fourth major title at the PGA this week, but on what course did he win his first major? What did you go for? I think you, you answer first. Erin Hills? Yeah, I did put that. What did you put? A Chambers Bay. I know it's not Chambers Bay. It was Erin Hills. Question two. <laughs> what was his first ever European Tour title, year and name? What have you put? Uh, the Turkish Airlines Open in 2014. You? The BMW International in 2012. Oh, good effort. It's the Turkish Airlines Open in 2014. <laughs> Question three. Oh, here we go. Kutka is the fourth player to win four majors in the span of eight starts or fewer. Name the other three. I've got Arte first. Okay. okay. I've gone for young Tom Morris, Tiger Woods and Sam Snead. <laughs> I've gone for Nicholas Woods and Hagen. Ben Hogan. Oh, I was going to do Hogan. Tiger Woods and Jack Nicholas. So two for me. Did you get two there? Yeah. Oh, my Lord. I can't believe you put old Tom Morris. I did not put young oh, Tom young Morris. Oh, young Tom Morris. I'll check that. Uh, I thought it was going to be someone from ages ago. Uh, four. Kepka heads the US Open, trying to come the second player to win the US Open three straight years. Who was the first? I put Jack Nicholas. Ben Hogan. It was, of course, Willie Anderson. Oh, of course. 1903, if anybody listening to this knew that, fair play. That is knowledge. Question five. Who is currently leading the FedEx Cup? Brooks Kepka. I've put Matt Kuchar. Because he's won twice. Matt Kuchar. Oh. I've got one. I've got one. Fair play. Kuch. Well done, Kuch. Oh, I'm doing the Kepka now. I'm bogeying four <laughs> holes in a row. <laughs> Question six. Uh, Rich Beam rolled back the years making the cut after Birdie Barrage and Day but can you tell me what his world ranking was before the tournament began? 2,136. I think you're closer than me. I've got 1,254. 
So what happened in one, two, five, four? What did you say? Two, one, three, six. Yeah, miles closer. You're actually quite close. 2057. Brilliant. Jordan Smith came tied third at the PGA Championship, but can you tell me in what tournament his last top ten came in? I said the 2018 Open. Oh. Is that right? That is right. 2018 Open, yeah. 2018 Open. Fantastic guess. Well, I thought I, I may have... May, I think... Did they talk about that on coverage? I think they spoke about it I, loads. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, question eight. Aside from Cook, can name the last major winner to shoot a final round over par? Go on. Martin Keimer. Martin Keimer? When did he win? 2014 US Open when he won by miles. Complete guess. Well, I've said, I said Jordan Spieth. Did he shoot over... Shoot well, he might have done. Yeah, Park, at Birkdale. Nope. Graham McDowell in the 2010 really? US Open. Wow. wow. I would have never got that. I may, be, I may have got that eventually. That was in, nine years ago. I know, that's bizarre, isn't it? Question nine. I, I, you know what, I haven't even put an answer for this. Ah. The Charles Schwab Challenge takes place next week, but what was the tournament called last year? Just write an invitational on the end of my answer. Uh, the FedEx St. Jude Invitational. No, it's the Fort Worth Invitation. Oh, that was a trick question. And question 10. Uh, in the coming week, the European Tour will return to Denmark for the Maiden Denmark Tournament. Who won last year's event? Matt Wallace. Matt Wallace. So I got, I got some. One, two, three. A massive four. I got seven. You win. Thank you. By a long way. 12, six then. Okay, okay. As ever, thanks for a slightly earlier podcast than usual this week. But it was a good one, wasn't it? Yeah, thank you. And um, thanks for listening. We'll be back covering the action from this week's events next week. Uh, We'll also have some exclusive tips from Ian Poulter. That's that's something to look forward to, isn't it? Yes? Yeah. Yes, good. Good. As ever, if you do follow us on iTunes, then do rate and review us. And do, of course, subscribe to us via your usual podcast provider. And check us out on social media, at Golf Monthly on Twitter, at Golf Monthly on Instagram, and Golf Monthly Magazine on Facebook. Thanks for listening, and we'll speak again next week. <laughs>